Should we all sing a song at the same time? <laughs> God save the Queen. Do you know it, Stevie? Uh, God save. This won't work because we're all doing it at a different time. Find a quiet moment. Put some headphones on. Is it just me that thinks this is like the best news in ages? I don't know what happened, but I fell in love. The creators and hosts of Sky's Entertainment Backstage podcast. Are you awake, Stevie? He's like, call me Ben. I don't think you could accuse it of being glamorous. <laughs> and I said, I'm not going to call you Ben Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> I'm joined by the woman of the hour, Jodie oh, Comer. How much fun are you having teasing us all at the moment? You've got to laugh. Let's go! Hello and welcome to Backstage, Sky News' entertainment podcast. Uh, everyone's here, the whole gang. Stevie, Claire, you all right? How's your week been? Good. Yes, yeah, very busy. It's been busy this week, hasn't it? The uh, the trial, the very busy trial kept us going. Oh, and gosh. Tell me about oh. it, yeah. The, the trial that... Is, there's a kind of Voldemort approach that we have to talking about this yes, on the podcast. Do not mention we, the trial. <laughs> we, we shall not mention the name of the trial because it is traumatic <laughs> for everyone involved. We don't want to open up the can of worms, but we do just want to reference the fact that we are very busy. Do you guys dream in depth? I'm just curious. Like, is is this one of those things where, like, in the middle of the night, you're like, well, we must, must follow this, you know? Um, you just... You wake up and you go, surely not another day of evidence. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no. um, we'll we'll talk about it maybe when the judge makes his decision, shall we? Yeah, we'll talk about it later down the line. Yeah, lots to catch up on this week, though. Coming up on this episode. It's the return of Umbrella Academy. None of us are supposed to be here, right? We know something changes the timeline. We have to make it right again. Before everyone and everything we know is dead. I've been speaking to Rami Youssef, who's back for a second series of Rami after that Golden Globe win. I want you to be my teacher. I want to kill my ego. How do I know I'm not just another one of your desires? I don't want to have sex with you. Is it sexy or just plain weird? We've been watching Sky Atlantic's new erotic drama, Little Birds. Till death do us part. I got married today. Congratulations. But first, I mean, dear listeners, last time you left us, we were talking about whether or not Stevie would ever unpack <laughs> his uh, house. He's having moved apartments within New York uh, because you had the you, you had your pass. You must be the only one that actually officially applied for an, a, a pass to Comic Con's free YouTube content. <laughs> I bet you there are other people that also applied. Did you help Claire Gregory out by uh, getting all the? Yeah. Keanu Did you at least stuff? watch Keanu? Uh, of course. I mean, the, you know, the Bill and Ted the Bill and Ted panel was was uh, definitely one of the more uh, appealing things that was on there. So they pre-recorded everything, which is another problem why people were not that engaged. Um, there was no. Fan yeah. interactions so normally the mm. biggest thing about yeah. comic-con is they have this panel and then one by one fans get up online and they ask like very awkward questions really yes. long questions that go on for <laughs> ages just, that are really just, intricate that only they exactly. know the and it's really yeah. sweet this minute of this scene of this yeah exactly film. and exactly <laughs> yeah don't you uh, and, even, and they do it in such an awkward way they're like um you, you know, and it's just this whole long, uh, blessed, you know, kind of like super fan uh, experience. There's none of that. And so that's what made 
Comic-Con and therefore they took it away. Um, there weren't many big like kind of announcements in terms of this Bill and Ted thing other than the fact that it's coming out on September um, and it's going to be on premium VOD or you can maybe go to see it in a cinema, you know. So there's, it wasn't a big deal. Um, Keanu also did a Constantine 15th anniversary um, panel and, and he just, I gotta say, he looks he looks great and uh he's just chill like he's like all right i'll just turn on my zoom <laughs> like just kind of did his thing what, um, what was his background like what was he did uh, he was he like in his home he was in his house and it wasn't very it, no it was just a normal white backdrop you know like it's nothing nothing to you know create anonymous possibly yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> you don't, there's no... not that i'm looking for details or anything possibly in claire gregory's basement Will they will they be able to spot? Will the police be able I to know, find them? I know. Uh, none of this uh, hashtag save Keanu, uh, anything going on like that. So we don't have to worry. Um, we can all focus back on Britney. Um, but, like, uh, you know, there there was a couple of standouts. Uh, New Mutants, which is the movie that will never, ever get released. What's this? Oh, what? Why is it well, not going to be? Well, so it, it was a film that was um, an offshoot of the X-Men about this younger generation of, of mutants. Uh, but the twist was... Uh, and Oh, exactly. Oh, you don't care. It's just like, it's like superior. Well, no, but you know, they, this film is she was shot three years ago almost, and like, yeah, it's got Maisie Williams in it. Maisie's in it. Yeah. Anya Taylor. Um, I've got her last name now. And like, Joy. Just, Anya Taylor Joy. Yes. And so there's just a bunch of uh, interesting faces in this in this film. Why is it not it's coming like, out then? Three it's years. It's like the on. first film uh, because it's a horror movie, mm. and and they they just didn't know how to like promote this because it's not really a Marvel film it's not really anything so they wanted to maybe put it on hulu because definitely it wasn't a disney plus like release and um <laughs> and now they're finally going to release things so for those that haven't yes. heard yes the good news is, is it's coming, coming out, out. The, now, isn't it? uh, savant stevie wong last week did say well uh, guys they're looking at staggering it actually told and you like, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it turns out yes yeah even over long zoom lunches stevie gets the gossip so uh yes it turns out you were indeed right and that it will be out in europe and some other places and then hopefully fully in the states oh i can't on. wait honestly stevie we're gonna lord this up over you well, so much i mean <laughs> I've are you re- we've I seen listen. it this never it, happens no, it, this it's never true it never does actually. happen um so uh, <laughs> congrats <laughs> to the tenant win and, and plus other films like new mutants and other stuff so they're all going to come out uh, internationally first before uh, the united states sees any type of uh movies in, in a cinema sorry but <laughs> <laughs> So Comic Con, but like don't yeah. worry, it'll probably never come out over here either. We'll all have dreadful second wave or something. Just, but so we can, can you not be so negative, please. It will come out. Sorry. Here. Okay, fine. Shall we um, stick with our, our nerd fest yes, yes. and talk about the uh, new show that's coming out? Well, not new show. The return uh, of the Umbrella Academy coming out on Netflix from the thirty first of July onwards. You don't know anything about I know everything. You are an open book written for very dumb children. Klaus, it's been here? No, unfortunately, ghosts can't time travel. Are you kidding me? No, it's back. <laughs> well, I kind of had a weird... You're like, uh. <laughs> You know me in superhero yes. films, so well, so I'm not really the sort of market that they're going for. And I did watch season one, but I didn't really enjoy it. And my other half, he absolutely loved it. And he was really excited that we had previews of Umbrella Academy 2 and has watched it all the way through. Um, but yeah, I just, it didn't really do much for it, me. 
That's interesting because I didn't like season one. And so I was a little bit like begrudging about checking out season two. And then season two did a really smart thing where they rebooted the whole show pretty much and just threw them into another world. And it just, it feels like it starts from scratch. And I I really enjoyed season two more. Well, this was what I was going to say. I did prefer season two. So I never saw season one. It just like passed me by. So I started... Well, actually, I did. I went back and watched the first episode of season one because I thought it might be helpful. And then I just watched no. all of season two and thought it was great. I really liked <laughs> it. I, I, yeah, but I haven't seen all of season one. So oh, okay. I feel like maybe it did end a bit weirdly season one. But I just I did enjoy season two, I've got to say. So for those of you who have not seen season one or two of the Umbrella Academy, (laughs) uh, basically it's based on Gerald Way and Gabriel Baz, um, the comic book uh, about superheroes who basically like found at a young age and trained to be this team. And then eventually they all separated because they realized that their leader father was a, a, a very dysfunctional person. And so they've all turned into like dysfunctional adults in the process. They've all got weird superhero powers. Yes, yeah, and it's a great cast. I mean, Tom Hopper plays uh, the the leader Luther, who's like this big, like overly big, basically like (laughs) like, (laughs) massive. I like all uh, the jokes about that, where they're like, they're all like, "Whoa, you grow up!" I know. (laughs) Um, And then and then there's Allison, um, played by Emmy Raver. Lamp man and I mean these are actually really good characterized and Ellen Page obviously is is the yeah. biggest star of, of this mm-hmm. and um, she's the one that has been just not really sure how to use her powers and then the last season ended with her powers being because hers were all this sort of psychic when she gets very angry she can destroy right. stuff so I seem to remember didn't the last season end with the world was about to end but they have to mm. all come together to right. fight off the apocalypse type thing yes so they find themselves at the start of this season in another time period because that's kind of where they went so now we're a time jump series so um <laughs> The good news is they've placed themselves in uh, Dallas of 1963, about two weeks before um, JFK is going to be shot. And so each member decides that what they want to do during this kind of time knowledge. And so that roots it in this reality that I feel like if you're not that into superhero type things, this is a good like entree into into the series. It's a kind of hook, isn't it? Because you want yeah. to see what happens and whether or not they're going to somehow stop the assassination of JFK. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And, and I would say, you know, it's funnier now. And the biggest problem of season one was that it was really clunky. Like you would just, mm. just when you thought that it was like a show, they would, I don't know, just something something about them didn't didn't mesh and maybe because the, the characters were so separated it didn't feel like a series oh, do you know what one wound me up that bloody monkey thing oh they yeah had, like, an uncle who was a monkey didn't they yeah. <laughs> oh, was he a brother as well i'm not sure he's like he's like a servant the butler yeah exactly yeah yeah and and so um yeah i like that character but that's just me but you know <laughs> yeah, uh, I do too. yeah so so all of that is 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 referenced in this second series if you want to see the monkey um maybe <laughs> may or may not see a, like a like a version of him like in this one i don't know i think it was a smart move to 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 reboot because yeah, because it allows them to tackle a whole host of new things. Like Klaus is now this like weird culty leader thing. Like right. Allison's, you know, dealing with a whole kind of race storyline that's obviously very different because it's in the 1960s rather than in modern day, and and all this. And it so it does allow them to kind of open up a whole load of new 
staff yeah and um also uh, a load of new costumes because i did actually speak to tom hopper who plays luther and robert sheehan who plays klaus and uh, i was like so uh, is everyone else really jealous of your like cult leader costumes on set there's fashion and then there's function do you know what i'm saying and that's for true that, for that first episode uh, uh there was a wild imbalance between <laughs> between the two kind of equally opposing forces usually um, especially with the, uh, the hair piece. Tom, you had, did, you didn't have any, oh, you had a hair piece for the first season, didn't you? You had some hair piece stuff. Oh, um, I had to have a hair piece for um, when the flashback of when my my body was revealed and everything. I had a flashback. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, hair pieces are a pain in the arse, and especially like beard ones. If you ever, if you ever yeah. have a beard one, you had a beard one, didn't you? Which is I like, had a sort of, a weird, of uh, like, yeah, a kind of a mock um cult leadery sort of almost so quite Norse in its style, wasn't it? Well it's quite Norse, yeah. It sort of hung down with beads, but because it was nine hundred degrees in, in summery Ontario, it, it just every eight minutes just kept coming off. <laughs> to the point where I wanted to just be unemployed, you know? <laughs> or, yeah. Just be on social welfare instead. Is Tom Hopper the one that's the giant with the giant arms? Yeah, yeah. Hey, are they real arms? How much of that is real and how much <laughs> is false? It's like prosthetics and stuff. He, um, did you get to yeah. check out his guns on the Zoom? No, <laughs> I did it. not at any point be like, would you, would you mind you flexing your muscles for me? <laughs> <laughs> is, you know, this is very important journalistic questions <laughs> I have here. I'd really like to see the size of your bicep. I would have. I'm like, I have a question. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we didn't let you oh, do the interview. <laughs> you can't really get your head around like the popularity of the first series of this even though maybe you guys didn't like it very much it was a slow burn but it got big though didn't it loads of people watched it was so huge netflix said that in its first month of release 45 million households watched the series so didn't just watch an episode they watched the series so that's pretty mind-blowing and i asked tom and robert what kind of when you know that what that feels like to know that and they were cool about it we try not to think about that sort of stuff, right, Rob? I like, I, I don't even. It's it's nice to know that that many people are watching it, but it's also that thing of like, if you're a pilot thinking about how many lives, you know, you have on the plane, it, it freaks you out too much. So I just like to concentrate on the work and. Uh, and it, yeah, I think it's also it doesn't create a sort of an honest impression in your mind when you when you focus implicitly on those forty five million people watching just Umbrella Academy when in fact. Yeah. They're watching lots and lots of things on social media and they're watching lots of other TV shows and they're watching lots of other films. So they have, you know, they've all watched and enjoyed it, hopefully, but they've also watched and enjoyed tons of other stuff. Do you know what I mean? It dilutes naturally the fame. I don't think people are particularly famous anymore or as famous as they once were. Certainly actors. I don't really get much bother. I sometimes sort of, yearn for more <laughs> I, want, like, I want oddballs coming up to me on the street and sort of giving me delicious fuel delicious content so there you go be weird if you see Robert Sheehan in the street go and uh, be odd to him because that's what he's looking for oh, perfect that's most of our interactions isn't it with famous people <laughs> yes or just right was it what is it like the, the cult is like yes no on, 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 on their hands and so just walk up to them like yes no uh, and see, see what happens <laughs> Yeah, I, I would say, you know, if you're a fan of, of the, the first one, definitely 
definitely check out this. And even if you are you didn't watch the first one, maybe, I don't know, maybe just start from, from the second series and just continue on. Yeah. yeah. Cheat it. But we're we in the minority here, though, because in the GQ review, it said the, the Umbrella Academy season two is a dumpster fire. Mm. A dumpster fire! Yeah. I, I guess maybe if you're a much. fan of the comics, maybe it is now sort of stringing it out in a weird direction or something here's a bit of a, a bit of a, a stupid trivia thing uh the creator jared way is is the the lead singer of the band my chemical romance i don't know if that yeah. it, yes so uh, multi-talented um yeah multi-hyphenate yeah, exactly. so there you go <laughs> basically the headline is don't let the first series put you off yeah exactly. second yeah. season seems a little bit better but yeah yeah fun well, <laughs> God, this is weird. We're all doing a terrible job of ending it. Speaking of second seasons, uh, the next show we're going to talk about is Rami, because that's coming back for a second season. In fact, Stevie, I suspect it's already been available on Hulu in the US for a while, and it's now coming over to Stars Play so that we can watch it on Amazon Prime in the UK. Your shake is really hot. Discipline, Rami. It's a muscle. It's 2020. They don't want a man like me anymore. They want a man like you. A man who feels a little bit like a woman, but is still officially a man. Yes, and this is one of those shows that when it came out for the second season, I was going to be like, hey guys, do you want to do this piece at the end where we can talk about Rami? And I was like, I keep on, I keep on like giving you shows that you can't. Watch. <laughs> yeah. So I held back on this, and, and I knew that it was coming out in the, in, in the UK at some point. But um, were you guys fans of the first season at all? Or did you watch the, the show? I, I had only I only heard about it when he won the Golden Globe, right. so I'd never even heard of the show. And I don't think I'm alone in that, and um, in, especially over here in the UK. And then suddenly Jennifer Aniston's like Rami Youssef reading out like the best actor in a comedy <laughs> series. And it's like who? And then and then after that, I think the show got a lot more kind of uh, picked up well by the critics, didn't yeah. it? I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. That it, it was one of the most talked about shows of last year, wasn't it? And critically, everyone said, oh, I, "What was it?" The Guardian said, "The smartest, darkest TV comedy that you're probably not watching." The fact is, here's a guy who's in his twenties. He's a bit of a slacker, and he decides that he wants to uh, look into his faith a little bit more. And so these are kind of topics that. Um, you know, uh, probably are not like kind of instantly um, like a draw for a lot of people. And so even even for just people who enjoy critically acclaimed kind of, this is still a bit of a, a stretch if you're not interested in a, like a quiet, funny series, you know, about a first generation American Muslim Maybe this is not your jam, you know. But I would, I would say, please watch the show because Rami's voice is very important, and it's we just don't get to see the, these voices on on our screen. And so, and he's, I, he's a comedian, isn't he? Yeah, he That's is. His background. Yeah, yeah. yeah and amazingly, he got picked up for this show before he even had like a stand-up hour on TV, which is like yeah. highly unusual. Yeah. So the network they really did take a chance on him, and hopefully that's indicative of how things are changing uh, in the industry that you know that they were willing to do that because it feels like not that long ago there is no way a show like this would have been exactly picked up without any kind of because it had no this second season that's coming has got Mahershala Ali in yeah. it um, big Oscar winning kind of celeb boost for it but the first series didn't have anyone famous in it no big star power anything like that so it's uh, it's a real testament that they kind of picked it up that they went with it and then that it's done so incredibly mm. well 
and uh, yeah like now does have big star power in it and hopefully the second series will continue to um yeah to do to do really well it's it's an interesting second series too because you know he dabbled with his faith uh at the end of series one he did go to cairo to go to to his motherland basically to kind of find more more than he ended up hooking with uh hooking up with his cousin um so that was uh just you know it's just it's another situation where it's like a 20 something person like kind of messes up his intentions and then so that repercussion kind of leads into what we have what happens in season two where he's he feels guilty and and therefore meets up with Mahershala's character who is a um you know he's he's a leader of of, he's of a shake uh, a shake yeah and and uh, and tries to follow those rules like down to a t and that therefore comes all the comedy it's, it's, it's of quiet comedy yes, though, isn't exactly. it? it's yeah. not like ha ha here's a punchline coming up sort of Larry David style it's very the the humor is from sort of reading into his his justifications for how he's sort of failing as in yeah. this sort of spiritual quest that he's desperate to be a sort of good human being, but the yeah. world around him is causing him to fail. I mean, the the first episode as well, I didn't really kind of laugh at all. It's interesting, but but yeah, I didn't really find it terribly funny. I mean, he's he's got this addiction to porn in the yeah. first episode <laughs> that we see as well. You're like, oh. What what is we watching here? <laughs> Full of taboos. I spoke to him about this second series and he talks a lot about specificity. You know, this is actually ultimately one story about one guy and, and like his kind of close mm-hmm. family. And because of the material, because he's a first generation Muslim playing a first generation, and it's sort of semi-autobiographical, a lot of responsibility almost kind of gets put on his shoulders in a way. And um, And he talks about how actually he's not trying to speak for you know, for all Muslims in America or anything like that. He's just trying to tell this one story. There's certainly responsibility put onto us. And there's certainly, um, you know, this perception around representation and this idea that uh, we are representing Muslims or that we are representing Arabs or that we're doing uh, a number of things uh, that we feel that pressure and then we don't take it. (laughs) We don't take it on. Uh, I don't think it's really smart for a comedy to try and uh, be too representative or too democratic and trying to show uh, too many things because I think it starts to limit the ability for there to be specificity. It starts to hurt the story. Uh, and, and it also, it, it, it it's kind of a task that um, there's no real way to fulfill uh, because taste uh, is such an important thing. And so many people have different levels of taste and different levels of what's appropriate. And so I think, um, is really funny. We we put out uh, you know season two. Uh, Mahershala Ali plays my shape, and we had put out some press photos before the season came out, before our trailer had come out. And I got multiple emails and and with different criticisms just based on the photo, where someone was like, "His hands are too high in the prayer scene, and the beads aren't quite right." So so it's like I'm like, "Oh, we didn't even see the thing yet." Like <laughs> so it's like it, there's no, it's not you know if someone wants to connect to this show they'll find a way in and if someone wants to disconnect from the show they'll find multiple ways out um also i've got to give massive props to rami youssef because he is so incredibly nice and charming and the old 
child crash happened to me during this oh, no. interview. So <laughs> I'm chatting away on Zoom and uh, my son had been left downstairs, uh, obviously not being properly supervised and uh, and came kind of like, da, 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 like clunking into the room, like, who are you talking to? And I'm like, guy. Um, and, uh, and he was just so very lovely about it. So f- forever, oh. Rabbi Youssef will have a, a place oh, in my nice. heart for being so <laughs> kind and nice about that. And uh, it was so lovely. Can we just rave about how incredible Mahershala Ali is as well? I didn't yeah. realise he was going to be in this season. And it is. Um, he's it's, such a terrific actor, isn't he? And it's so cool the way that it came about. Because I was like, you know, uh, uh, did you know him? What's the past relationship? And well, this is what he said. He was just really being friendly and, and wanted to um, say that he really enjoyed the show. You know, he, he's a he's a practicing Muslim and he felt a connection to what we had put together in season one, that it was a character who was really trying to believe and trying to follow his faith, but dealing with the complications that come with that. And I think so much of faith on television is either very sanitized or very cartoonish, and religion's usually the butt of the joke. Um, and, And so I think because that wasn't the case here, uh, you know, he felt the connection to it. And so we just were talking about it and, and, and kind of striking up a friendship based off it of just, hey, we should just get to know each other. And, uh, and he was very kind. He was like, cool, man. Well, you know, let me know if you ever need anything. And, and uh, it kind of turned into us getting dinner. And then pretty quickly, I was like, well, you remember when you said, let me know if you ever need anything? Uh, how about, uh, you know, do you, would you, would you want to kind of come on and do a role an episode or two? It happened because they just genuinely seem to like each other. And uh, and yeah, it's really good for Rami, the show, to have, like I say, this star power in it now. It's really cool. So is the season finished in America now then, Stevie? Yeah, I mean, we're not doing it by... by I mean, it's not weekly. They did a, a big, just like... just dropped it off. They just dropped it on Hulu. The good news is if you're kind of just discovering the show, there is going to be a season three. And so, you know, his, his uh, adventures will continue, you know, uh, which is great because... As you said, Rami is a lovely, lovely person. I've seen interviews with him, and he's just a sweetheart, you know, and 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 funny. I think he's he's quite funny and, and dry, and I think this is the best kind of, kind of hot show as well. Yeah. Oh, oh my. Oh my. Gee, uh, Katie. <laughs> okay. It's interesting though this thing about how he does have to come out and say, "Oh, I'm not talking for all Muslims everywhere," because that is indicative of the fact that there aren't any shows. Yeah, it's true. Like this out yeah. there is it? You wouldn't. Yeah. We don't talk about Dave the rapper's show, do we? And think, well, well, he's clearly talking for all rappers out there. If you're a Muslim American or just Muslim in general, you don't really get any content out there in the world, and so no, it's... or you just get depicted as a baddie. Exactly, traditionally, yeah, exactly. you know that's the thing, and and that's why kind of the series was considered quite groundbreaking yeah. initially because it was just portraying this very, well, just not like a typical, you know, like a villain or or whatever. Right. Um, but then, like I say, with that comes this kind of weird responsibility where people expect you to then be like you know, talking on behalf of yeah. everyone, which is... I like think female often. directors, isn't it? Female directors yeah. always have to talk on behalf of all female... Well, there are more yeah. female directors. <laughs> I, I think the other thing about this show that I really appreciate is that, you know, you've got Rami's story, but then at, 
pretty much midway through the season uh, for both of the series, uh, they splinter off into how his his discovery into faith kind of expands into the rest of the family. So you have standalone episodes where it's the, the, the point of view of the mother or the sister, you know, or the uncle. Yeah. And so that's really nice to to really expand on the, his universe and see how uh, it, it's it's done through other perspectives, you know, and, and, and that is that's it's important to kind of I mean, I don't know if I, I would love 10 episodes of, of Rami just kind of bumbling through his, his faith, you know. Um, I, I think it's really important to see his little sister kind of dealing with other things, too. And, and, and you know, he's kind of in the background in, in, in the sense. But still, it's it's a good show. I You know, I, 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 I appreciate it. And it's it's something that I uh, am glad that it's out there in the world. And it looks like other people appreciate it, too, because we're going to talk about the Emmys and... Um, mm. Mr. Emmy and yeah, may have gotten a nom. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Should we uh, move on from Rami's porn addiction to (laughs) erotic drama? Oh, leading into. What a segue. What a segue. Um, Little Birds, it's available to watch on Sky and Now TV from the 4th of August onwards. Can we have some fun? Caramel makes love to you. Somebody needs to. So it's a six-parter. Uh, it's uh, based on I can never. I think I can pronounce her name wrong. Anainin, or is it Anaisnin? No, I think uh, it's Anainin. Who was an essayist? It's not Anais. I'm sorry. Like, isn't she French? Anais non. So I think we can take from that that none of us read the yeah. essays. No. <laughs> um, yes, so her short stories have been turned into this uh, six-part drama that's on Sky. Um, sexy six-part drama. Sexy oh. six-part. We don't need to uh, rely on 365 DNI no anymore, do we, for our, to get our kicks? Yeah, uh, <laughs> awkward kicks. Um, awkward kicks. Yeah. yeah. So basically, it stars Juno Temple uh, as Lucy Savage, who's like an, an American debutante, is what they call them, isn't it? And then uh, she goes to meet her new husband in Tangier and is Set somewhat in the 50s, disappointed. Say. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. And is somewhat disappointed by uh, by his. Uh, reception of her lack and of then interest. It just... <laughs> <laughs> There's a very um, good reason he's not that interested. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and uh, it, he's played by Hugh Skinner, who people will know from W1A and also Mamma Mia too. And I am Fleabag, and I just think I think he's great. I really like him, and I like him in this. You, you know what's really interesting about this the series is that um, both the director and the, the writers um, they don't have a lot of. If you go to their IMDb, it's actually not a very dense kind of like uh, history of what they've worked Which on and it's, it's kind of interesting for yeah. the director isn't it because it's directed in such a unique sort of stylized yeah. way yeah the, uh, very the colorful of the cameras yeah so you sort yeah. of are in in a corner of a room behind a chandelier and half in yeah. focus half not and the color palette it's like being in an ice cream parlor yeah, isn't it? it it's is. all like turquoises and pastels and kind of brights and stuff it's very it's kind of strange i quite like it quite like the look of it it's also an interesting way that they present it because it feels a little bit like an art house movie um the kind of stuff that like maybe it, it was popular in the the 90s or you know early 2000s when they did independent cinema and they had like these kind of strange cuts and i don't know it just felt very coolly retro to me and 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 at first i was like oh no if it's just going to be a tonal like 
series where it's just a, a director showing off their ability as an art house kind of thing. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I can do six episodes of this. But the show is quite... It's a good show. I There's mean, something compelling about yeah, it. Yeah, it is. Uh, the, so, the weird way it's edited and the sort of odd storyline. I'm yeah. not sure it's sexy, though. That's the thing. Oh, it's yeah. not. It's not. <laughs> but, but everything that Sky is putting out and, and promoting it with is like erotic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's love. not. I'm, it's just kind of a bit like weird. Yeah, I, I get it. Because if you're just going to go based on what we're talking about, it's an art house film series, you yeah. know, and so so they can't sell that because that's not going to get more more eyes. If you're going to sell like a little bit of shoulder, then that's going to be something that people are going to be like, ooh, what's going to happen? So you can trick the audiences we got tricked into you know into doing yeah. this too and and it it just turns out to be something more uh interesting the sex scenes as well they kind of do you do need to know in advance that there's going to be a lot of sex in this because it kind yeah. of does <laughs> smack you right in the face doesn't it like the no, very yeah, first literally. time they cut... <laughs> i didn't even think about that <laughs> but the very first time they cut to um so one of the lead characters is uh, a prostitute working in a brothel a dom- Dominatrix, and, yeah, dominatrix. Yeah, so, so the first scene yeah. you see is her like beating the bejesus yeah. out of someone that's wearing a gas mask that she's making squeal like a piggy and if you were just if you were expecting just like a period 50s drama yeah no definitely not that i read an interview with her where she said that um actually she was quite explicit from the start about how she didn't want to have like her bum or her boobs mm. out on camera and so although there is kind of lots of sex you, you it's not explicit it's kind of no it's erotic it just teases you claire yeah exactly <laughs> like the essayist you know i don't know how to do it anymore <laughs> um, i've got to say i think uh, juno temple is is really really compelling as you said yes. katie in this i think she's one of the things that keep you keeps you kind of intrigued i think her performance is brilliant and, and should we just, say yeah. juno temple i think people would recognize but you perhaps not might not know the name because she's not that big, yeah is she really? she's she's in lots of things but you might not necessarily put two and two together but when you see her you'll go oh yeah yeah her you know she's such a good actress that like i think she tries to do things differently so every time you see her it's a different character that she portrays yeah. and so that's why you can't really pinpoint her into anything like well, it's that girl from that you know so yeah i like her a lot so i feel like this is a good year for her because between this and the other show that we will be talking about in a couple of weeks yeah. um yeah she's a bit of a standout these days this is quite fun though because it's all about the sort of repression of the life that she had in Mm -hmm. New York and how she's desperate to get married and have sex and go crazy (laughs) and then coming to Tangier being married to a husband who possibly is gay but she hasn't quite figured that out yet who who doesn't really (laughs) want to touch her and then meeting all these madams and and actresses Mm. and things like that she's just sort of desperate to go wild so the repression versus the freedom it's 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 there's something that keeps you going yeah. watching this i agree with you katie i think it's a compelling watch i think if you start you'll probably you'll probably finish you know you'll get into it and uh... <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it at that 
So the Emmy nominations came out. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, yes, yes. And, you know, it, it looks like they're going to go ahead with a ceremony because they have a host in Jimmy Kimmel and everything. So this is all I wonder if it'll be like our BAFTA TV awards, yeah. so a bit more virtual. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. In the next episode, uh, um, sadly, I won't be here, guys, but you'll be able to have a good matter about the... I know, I know. <laughs> what? Well, this is the first um, time you're telling us this? No. I, I like to tell you these things live during the record. It's the only way to do it. Um, it's the only way that you'll listen. Permission uh, denied. Yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs> but you can have a good chat about the first of the big virtual ceremonies yes. because, um, yeah, because the BAFTAs will have taken place. Alas, at point of recording, the BAFTA TV ones haven't happened yet. So, um, yeah. yeah, probably when this is out, they have. But we will talk about it on the next episode. So the Emmys can potentially learn and uh, and, and see what the BAFTAs have been doing. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of thought the nominations were quite interesting. Would would you have predicted Watchmen leading no, nominations? Um, I did not see that coming. It, it's kind of fascinating how, how it, 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 you know, Watchmen really... Had, is like has the most nominations in 26 you know and then followed by Mrs. Maisel which has always had a good run whenever yeah. it's been on the end could, could have predicted that one that's yeah, yeah. Um, Succession has done well you know HBO Succession <gasps> has got 18 uh, and Ozark uh, Netflix Ozark uh, also got 18 and then onwards oh 15 for The Mandalorian did you ever think about <gasps> that was going to happen also yeah. The Morning Show got loads of acting nominations yeah The Morning Show did, did really well <laughs> and my favourite Schitt's Creek you know got 15 mm, and yay. it's just like, I'm so happy for them and it's a kind of surprisingly wonderfully like diverse group of people who got nommed this yeah. year some of the Brits that got nominated it feels like Jodie Comer and Olivia Colman get nominated yeah, every standard. year a lot of good British nominees not just Brits as well though I was really chuffed to see Paul Meskell's been nominated for, of course, Normal People. Such a huge show. And then it went huge over the uh, over in the US as well. The sad thing is that, you know, even though he got nominated, uh, his partner on that series, Daisy Edgar-Jones, did yeah, not. And, um, and you know, if you watch that series, it really is like like a 50-50 kind of performance. Yeah. Uh, even though and he, she's brilliant she's in it. Really it good. really isn't indicative that her performance isn't as good. They're both so good in it. So it's a shame. I actually saw that he tweeted and, like, thanked and said, like, she was the reason and he was nominated and stuff which I thought was very classy of him well thank goodness he did normal people before uh, there's we did watch this it's just so called Deceived which I guess is coming out on, on, on Channel 5 because um, if you watched his performance based on that I don't think he would have had the, <laughs> the kind of accolades um, yeah he, he didn't wear his, his chain and so I, didn't, yeah, I, no I, I couldn't recognise him so I was like it's who, who is this person yeah um, it's just such a different kind of show isn't it very kind of standard kind of thriller uh but it got some kind of typically jumpy jump scares hasn't it you know like things knocking at windows and like Has doors it? opening and <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's yeah probably not a good uh representation of like the work that he can do um yeah not a fan anyway but go if he back picks to the, up that emmy yeah if he picks up that emmy it's 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 a good crowd and um, you know of course uh, our drag race has has got ten nominations. Oh, every time we do, I know you've all glossed over Succession, just getting the eighteen nod, just the eighteen. Yeah. Every time 18. we talk about Succession, it makes me so sad that they're not filming it at the moment because I'm so desperate to know what happens <laughs> after the press conference. Oh, after the yeah. press conference. Um, did you see <sighs> that Brad Pitt got a nomination just for playing like a, almost a five minute bit as Doctor Fauci? Uh, um, oh, did uh, he get a nomination? As, for yeah, that? he did. He did. <laughs> so. 
that's kind of fascinating. Um, you know, if that's we're going to cool. break everything down, Netflix uh, really has kind of taken over the the uh, Emmys this year with 160 nominations total. HBO has 107, and then you know the networks kind of follow through and stuff. So, is this the first time that Netflix has got the most nominations then at the Emmys? I would it used say to so. traditionally be HBO, HBO that always got the most, didn't yeah. it? Okay, and then obviously they used to sort of be. I don't want to say propped up, but like a bulk of their nominations would come from Game of Thrones, right? So right. this is like one of the first years that they've not had that. So yeah. they're not getting like all of the acting and the technical, all of those nominations that they would normally get. So uh, Netflix has maybe snuck in there. Do you think there's like some sort of Anchorman fight brewing where like HBO <laughs> were lurking down the Dance. corridor so desperate to like meet Netflix with their clubs yes, and things. Please. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and, and it's it's interesting to say that, you know, first time platforms Disney Plus, Apple TV, and even did you guys ever get Quibi, this kind of like phone uh, you know, platform where you can Quibi watch what? the yeah, I not guess not. Really. Okay, yeah, forget it. But anyway, those three <laughs> all had uh, nominations this year. And so, you know, definitely... Much wider for, field. Yeah, much wider field. And definitely, you know, Morning Show did, did really well for, for Apple TV. So um, they're, they are happy people right now. So good for, good for them. <laughs> we, ca- we cannot leave this uh, week's episode. It would be remiss of us if we did not talk about Taylor Swift as yes. well. What a huge Yay. week it's been for Taylor Swift. Taylor, Taylor just like... Oh, I'm just going to drop an album tomorrow. Yep. What? What? Yeah, what? Totally. Totally. <laughs> uh, Through through a, a picture on, on the Twitter or Instagram, and that was that broke the internet. Oh, she only turned her label like a couple of days before yeah. as well. Good for the her. The picture annoys me. You brought up the picture first thing. Oh, and I yeah. Was let's, saving, let's hear, let's I was hear. saving that rant for last, but she's doing this folky <laughs> return to country music. Of course, yeah. I'm all folky. I'll put my cable knit sweater on. Yeah. Just, yeah. I'm getting back to my roots in yeah. my cable knit sweater. <laughs> It's it's a look. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure country's known for its cable knit. Maybe well, it's all like folky. Country. This is a folk album. More, I mean, like it yeah, is. It's it. a it's full folky. on. I like it. Do you not like it? The song with Bon Iver is an absolute good. dream of a song. Oh, here we go. I'm I'm too dull. It's really boring. Oh no! It's <laughs> all really what boring. Said he was like, "Where are all the pop bangers?" I was like, "It's not a pop bangers it's album." Not a pop ba- the closest thing to a pop banger is a is a track called "Betty." It feels like an old school, like love song back when we first discovered Katie. Uh, mm. Katie. Oh my god, Taylor. <laughs> back when I first discovered Katie, it was love I was song. My cable jumper. <laughs> yeah, just just with her good guitar and just kind of yeah. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with with the production. Uh, by this guy named Aaron Dressner, who basically Dessner, um, who is in the band The National. I don't know if you're, you're they're, they're, oh, they're definitely like that's a the cult. Link, is it? Yeah, they're they're a cult band here in the states, and uh, you know they're huge. And and um, so if you listen to the national music, you can hear the influence in folklore, if you will. Um, I think it's really good. I think it's really good. It like don't go into it expecting pop bangers. It's really good. But we haven't we haven't said the big thing of this, have we? That she's actually become she's broken Spotify records, hasn't she? So it was uh, officially streamed eighty point six million times uh, within the first twenty four hours, which puts her as the sort of leading best ever album and female it, artist. It and broke stuff. records on Apple uh, Music, if you will. I mean, like just basically any kind of streaming platform that that it came out on, it just did. Really great numbers, and so 
Yay for Taylor. I'm a big fan. I mean, I the, you know, that. we'll we'll see if the Grammys will because you know it, she notoriously didn't get that many nominations for her Lover album, yeah. and so um, so we'll see if this this entree into a more like independent kind of. Oh no, this will do well if it's got the thumbs up from Bonnevere. It's got the thumbs up from me and the Grammys. It'll do fine. I don't know if the Grammys <laughs> like her enough to, you know, she did, she just might be that person that is like, the, you know, will never get enough, uh, you know, recognition from from like the inside crowd. So we'll, we'll yeah. see. Yeah. Well, watch this space. Also during the space while this show goes out, um, there's a certain Beyonce film that's out in the world uh, that we were not able to get access to because, you know, Beyonce's hoarding it until Friday (laughs) and letting the world see it all together at the same time. Uh, We can talk about it next week for sure, but uh, Black Black is No amount of begging got us early access for that. We tried. Yeah, (laughs) we definitely tried. And so unfortunately, Black is... Black is King will be, uh, we can do a, a watch thing together if you want. Um, you know, I'll dress up. You know, it'll be great. Uh, I, 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 Ooh, which Beyonce look are you going to go for? Uh, I'll have a fan on and just wear a long ass wig. So it'll be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, now I wish I was going to be here next week. Good. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, we can all, I'll go Taylor. I'll put my cable knit jumper on. <laughs> yes, Claire, you've got to pick a look. I'll be on the beach. So uh, uh, count oh, me out on this oh, one Saturday. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I will look forward to seeing the pictures, guys. Yes. I'll look forward to the pictures. Oh, love it. And Stevie Wong, of course, you are the king of emails. If anyone wants to email the show, yes, you can email the show uh, <laughs> at sky. No, it's not at oh. backstage at sky.uk. No, yes. there you go. Backstage yes. at sky. Yeah. And ask, ask any question because you know we are just a wealth of knowledge and and, and yeah. details of any things. Any question so. we get, Stevie, you've never answered properly. Because I don't know the answer <laughs> to it. So. Yeah, okay. What you can ask Fine. Stevie is. What did he actually learn at Comic Con? <laughs> uh, absolutely nothing. But yeah, yeah, you please feel free to ask me stuff about Comic Con. Um, if you want to do that, you please come to Twitter and Instagram at Wong Yuan. And Katie, how do you find you? Benny Picks on Instagram and Sky Katie Spencer on Twitter. And I'm Claire Sky Showbiz on Insta and Scoop Dog Sky on Twitter. Ah, well, we'll see you not next week then, Claire Gregory. We'll see you very soon. Enjoy your holiday off. Yeah. Um, thank you yeah. very much. And uh, yeah, I'm going to go and not listen to Taylor Swift. But I'm going to go and listen to Taylor Swift. <laughs> mm, I'm going to go back to bed. So. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.